welcome to the Nina Show. I'm so excited to have you all this week. I know y'all been asking, and so I'm giving it to you, honey. Here she is, Mama Mel. She's here. This is my mother. She's also a very decorated therapist, a LCSW, a business owner, a mother, a wife with over how many years of experience do you have in being a wife? Well, we got, we got, I'm sorry y'all, we got Poodle Mafia here. One of them is inside, one of them is right here. This is Romeo Wright, just in case y'all want to know who he is. He is her dog. He doesn't let anybody, let me see, let me show y'all. See, you see how he acts? You see? You see? You see on, how he acts? See? See how he does? Yeah. Until you want something, just like a, hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. I know, it's the truth. I got the call like I see it. Well, here, let me tell you this one little story. Oh, goodness. Um, you know, when I was a little girl, my mom didn't believe in... My mom was very pritzy. And most people think that I'm very pritzy. <laughs> I don't know where you get all your pritziness from. Right. But what I would explain to them is, no, I've always been a tomboy and loved being outside. And even when we were little kids, me and my siblings, I would be outside... My sister would be inside mm -hmm. learning how to cook and stuff. I literally would be outside sometimes, no fear at all. No fear. With my laying on the ground, with my head on the ground, listening to the ground. And what I found out in my life is that most people don't get that. And they never ever ask the right question when I tell them the story. The people who get it, I found, are the people who are most at peace with themselves. So I asked you, what's the right question? What? What's the right question? What is the right question? Mm -hmm. If a person tells you that they used to lay down and listen to the ground, would you laugh and say you're kind of weird? No. Would you think, what, what would be your remark? Would you bully them or think they're weird or say you just funny? No, the right response to you laying on the ground and listening would be, what'd you hear? Exactly. I think that that, well, I guess we're diving right into it. I think that that is the heartbeat of life. And where I know a lot of myself and my followers and people who watch the Nina show are is just trying to figure out what is it that we hear. Um, locking into purpose in a different way. Like, you know, for some reason, 2023, no, let's go back it up. Since 2020, it's almost been like we've all been dry. We thought we all were driving. And then it was like the Lord said, ah, y'all ain't got no control over nothing. And I was talking to one of my friends who's a very accomplished in what she does as well. And just seeing, you know, the turmoil of understanding that you're not in control is that you realize that you work so hard for something that you're not even in control of that. Things that you've done. I wonder how you've navigated those seasons in your life. Um, and when you talk about, like, listening to things, has that been the heartbeat of what did you hear? Did you have to re-go position yourself with your ear to the ground to hear what did I hear in this season? What am I listening for in this missing. season? Right? I think, well, I didn't always 
hear or even try to listen. Right. I just reacted. And I think that as women, we need to understand that everything don't need a reaction from us. Mm-hmm. And everybody don't need a reaction. Mm-hmm. And even more than that, they don't even qualify for a reaction. Yeah. Some things are really, one of the things you really taught me was, and I know people are going to feel some type of way about it, but some things and some people are just beneath you. Uh, I think they feel some kind of way about that because it sounds so horrible. Yeah. But I think we have to judge the situations. I don't think anybody, a person is beneath you. Because think about our religious beliefs. You know, Jesus was out there talking to the unsaved Mm -hmm. and in the street and stuff like that. So nobody is really beneath you, but every situation doesn't deserve your attention or your reaction of it. That some things I won't say I won't use the words beneath, but I do realize it's like as you transition through friendships or you transition through relationships, like sometimes we get mad at people for being who they are, but we met them there. Yeah, you know, you're mad. You had a friend, I had this friend who she was always angry, just mad. And as I began to heal and got into a, being a happy and a nice girl, she and I didn't mesh any well because she was always angry. Mm-hmm. The reality is there was a point where I was always angry, so we had that together. But now that I'm not there anymore, we don't we don't really right. get to go align. It's, it's almost like uh, friendships and bonds and even relationships that are bonded through trauma. Yeah. And so you have that traumatic event that you guys uh, can help, can relate to, can help each other through. However, there's nothing past that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how have you, well, you don't really have a lot of friends. Somebody's messing me. Okay. Um, But how have you been able to navigate difficult seasons, you feel? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it hasn't been easy. Because I was raised to be a a nice girl, Mm -hmm. a southern nice girl. I have an introverted personality, so you won't see me jump out and want to be ahead. I did what I did because I had to. You know, I made the accomplishments that I made because I had to. I had to step up and do it. Yeah, because mommy's from the street. I dreamed really big. Yeah. And I am from poverty. Yeah. You know, and even a dream as much as I've achieved in the type of life that we live now, was something that I had as a little girl, but nobody else around me had it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they tell you you're living in a fantasy world, which they say that a lot about Christians. Because we have to put our faith, even when we don't see it, and keep it trucking and keep it moving. Yeah. And even when it doesn't go our way, we have to understand that God blocked that situation, mm-hmm. that one the opportunity, and just move on. A lot of people get stuck right there. Mm-hmm. And so... I haven't always, it hasn't always been easy for me to set firm boundaries in relationships, friendships, uh, at work. I had to learn, and a lot of that learning meant I went through unnecessary challenges and stayed in in, uh, relationships a lot longer than I was supposed to um, because I couldn't let go. Mm -hmm. And all of that is basically because of my history of unhealed trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we talk about unhealed trauma 
as a therapist, what do you feel like are some of the tools to navigating healing from trauma? I think the number one thing is self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. And being confident in who you are. You got to kind of almost build yourself up to accept some ugly things about yourself. Mm -hmm. Some truths that you don't even want to admit. Yeah. I was driving home last night and I was leaving from uh, going out to dinner with one of my line sisters. And I don't know why it just hit me. But I was like, we were talking about relationships and I was just telling her how difficult it is to date, you know, and how exhausting it is. And I was telling her, I was like, I can see why, you know, women end up just marrying women or whatever. And I was, I was driving. I don't know why. I was like, I just don't have no standards. Hmm. And our office manager was just telling me that about, you know, making sure your standards are high. And I'm like, what does that actually mean for me? Because there's so much as a kind person, we kind of bend on those standards. Well, I mean, I know that I would like for somebody to open, but I got to teach somebody how to treat me or I have to do this and this. And all of a sudden, here was my standard that you would come in and you would know how to do it. But now my reality is understanding that that's not how it is. Mm -hmm. So what do you, you know, understanding that as you talk about like navigating harsh truths about yourself that was a harsh truth for me to see and see that all the relationships that I had been in were a result of me allowing them because I did not have the standards that I should have had and stuck to the standards I went into them with standards but you know you start bending yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the things that we do as women oh yeah is yeah. we bend our standards to accommodate um, to be liked, mm -hmm. to even be loved, or what we think is love, mm -hmm. you know, um, and we have to grow past that. Yeah, you know. So that's what I was saying. Even our codependent personalities, you know, we have to recognize that, and then we got to be at peace with being with us, yeah. being being alone. Remember, I used to tell you that. Yeah. Who's the person you're going to spend the most time with? Yeah. Then get comfortable with being by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you do spend a lot of time with by yourself. In your own thoughts. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those thoughts are not the most healthiest thoughts. And so you have to learn how to counter those irrational thoughts and make those rational. You have to learn to apply some of the uh, very things that you give to other people to yourself yeah. in those moments yeah. when it's needed because a lot about it is recognizing triggers and recognizing those moments mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and I went through life a lot not recognizing that I'm being triggered by something and this is why I'm holding on so much I was damaged last time and now I'm in the same situation except I'm being triggered so I'm trying to tell myself but you're doing the same thing because mm -hmm. you're bringing that into this relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's good. How do you feel like? What is one of the ways that we can identify triggers? Self-reflection, again, self-assessments, uh, holding yourself accountable for. Well, maybe I'm not using accountable 
understanding that you have the right to say no. Yeah. There's an anointing to the no. There is an anointing to no. Say it with us, y'all. There's, There's an, an anointing, anointing to know. No. Look at you. You did that. You didn't have no wine. Mm -hmm. You being a nice Christian woman, first lady. Yes. yes. Amen. That's what I am first. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think even that's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people don't understand. And it doesn't have to come from a mean place, but it could just be, no. And I think, you know, something that I've learned as I've gotten older, it's okay for me to say, I don't like the way this makes me feel and move right, on. Right, Absolutely. Even if I don't know how it makes me feel right now, I just mm. know that. There's mm. something no, about this. It don't make, this don't make me feel good. I think your generation is calling it energy. Oh, yeah, energy. People are coming with the wrong energy. Energy, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. And so because we can't put a title to it or even... That feeling that we get, we be like, mm, I just, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to say, yeah, it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that means people, too. That does mean people. And being in their presence. Yeah, that does. But I, I've always battled with, also going back to that word, energy, not always giving people your energy. Oh. Not navigating my life based on what other people give because you know and this is what i say about things are beneath me i float at this level okay if i'm vibrating up here and you vibrating up here down here it don't even matter because i'm so high you can't even touch me mm -hmm. and and that's without mood altering substances right? absolutely <laughs> that's just on that's not just mood. <laughs> that's, that's just all gp you know i'm just here that's, yeah yeah and so i think sometimes that bothers yeah, you just have to float. You have mm -hmm. to be who you are and not allow people. Because if we, the older I get, the more I realize that people really don't matter. You know what, though, Nina? People do matter, number one. But here, I want you to look at it a little bit different. You remember Rudolph the Red Nose, right? Yes, he had a very shiny, shiny nose. nose okay? uh -huh. And you remember how Santa Claus, in, in the movie, we don't believe in Santa Claus, but in the movie, Santa, the way Santa Claus discovered is Rudolph was well, shouting You can't say face. you don't believe in Santa Claus. I can't. No. The kids might hear that. It's a nice fairy tale. Oh, God. Okay. Go ahead. Um, but your parents work really hard and your loved ones to bless you. So just recognize that. Anyway, back to my story. Mm-hmm. So you remember how Santa Claus said, God, leave Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. I think those individuals who are vibrating this high mm -hmm. sometimes don't realize that they're going, mm -hmm. and ordinary people are going, dog, dog. You can't, you about, you, it's because, and you may just be, being honest about sharing information. Mm -hmm. But that information and that vibration is way too high for them at they point, that point. Mm -hmm. I used to be like that as a clinician and a clinical director and a program manager. When I, when I would go in and try to help people solve issues in their agency, a lot of people were intimidated immediately. But they, and they, so when they found out they could not challenge me, 
and I wasn't bothered by them personally, they would try to sit across the table and challenge my knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, you couldn't do that. Because yeah. what I did know is policy. Yeah. And so I was doing, mm, just shining, beaming. Yeah. And it wasn't until they adjust their perception of me and saw me as not a threat that I actually, that they ate, actually could bear my being. Yeah. So, what I'm saying to you is sometimes you're vibrating and you're beaming. Mm-hmm. And, and they got to fix this. And it's almost unbearable. Bless their heart. And ain't nothing we can do to get them to fix themselves, yeah. so we just have to vibrate. Because here's the thing. Beam. You can beam, too. You can. You can beam, too, on your own level of being who you are. Yes, My do. beaming doesn't take away from your beaming to take away from you. And I think one of the things that I have realized is that I've worked too hard to apologize for who I am. Absolutely. I've worked too hard at nurturing myself. I've worked too hard at, in the gym, exterior and interior. Nobody knows how much tears and blood and sweat and tears I've put into everything. And so I'm not going to let other people bring me down. And I think that's one of the most important things. And that's why I say people don't really matter. Because I think a lot of times we, especially Southerners, you know how I feel about y'all. <laughs> y'all Southerners, child. I moved out of Atlanta for a reason. Because it is racist here. And it is it, not it, racist in Atlanta. It's, it's racist in the South. It is. It is racist. Your neighbors don't even come over here and speak to you. Remember when we was buying land? And y'all, you and daddy was going to buy that land from that man? And he, the white man, and he didn't even speak to y'all, and y'all was paying millions of dollars for that land? Mm -hmm. Why? But who got land? Exactly. And that's what so, I'm saying. I mean, and what I'm saying to you is that none of that ever stopped us. Yeah. Your ancestors or anything. You think the N-word stopped us? Yeah. It did not. So, while you cannot call me that, mm -hmm. under no condition, it ain't gonna stop me if you do. Yeah. I'm just gonna go on. Yeah, and same for other people. You can't stop me. Whether or not I beam too high, whether or not you got an attitude, whatever it is, whether or not you give me a no, you cannot stop me. Right. Yeah. But while we're walking around trying to figure out why we're not in the in group or why we're not uh, popular or maybe why people are standing off, it's, it is because of our being. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned in life, is to just not adjust my being, to continue to be however the people who look at me, they're going to have to adjust the way they see it, see me. And if they don't, I'm still keeping it moving. I agree with that. And I also think that sometimes you have to be ostracized to realize that you were set apart. You wouldn't know you were set apart until everybody was looking at you being it. Because mm -hmm. otherwise you would just be uh, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But when you do operate on the level that you're supposed to operate on, you feel ostracized or you don't understand why things are just not working all the time um, with people, and no matter how hard you try, it's probably because you've been set apart. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, for sure. And you think you even think differently. Yeah. And so that's where self-reflection, self-acceptance, self and self-assessments help you. Yeah. And if you reflect on your life, you always been different. Mm -hmm. Which is why I was listening to the ground. <laughs> what did the ground say? 
I'm not going to reveal it to you. Oh, okay. She's not going to reveal that. Maybe on the next one. If you grace us with your presence again. Maybe. Okay, so Melanie, all of my friends on Instagram, they just love how funny you are. But they don't know you used to be a first lady. You've been married. You've been married to daddy for now. Y'all been married, divorced, and remarried. I love to tell that story because yeah. I think it's important because a lot of people don't really recognize what marriage is. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't get what being a wife is. You were having a conversation with one of my friends whose name we will not say, but you were telling them about um, what it is to come in and raise children and how whoever they bring into their children's life had to be uh, willing to raise those children because you don't believe in step-parents and how you said it so well. I would love for you to tell them what you said. I don't remember now. You don't remember? I don't remember what conversation you was talking about. You said, you said that so, children are so fragile that they live on to tell those stories. Well, honey, I pray that you live on to tell that story because my mind don't forget it. Not you don't forget it. It was so good. It could have been. It could have been. Very good. You just off the whim, off the dome. When God gives it to me, I speak it out. And then you just, it just leaves it you? Mm -hmm. Dang, I should have wrote that down. That was so good. My co-pastor told me that. That's, but you know what you said? Okay, I'll try to give a cliff note because somebody needs to hear this. They said as you begin and you're a single parent and you bring people into your life, they have to be so committed to your children and understand that these children are not a game. It's a being a parent is not a job that you want to fail at. Right. It's actually a job that you want to get right. And they have to understand that it really is about the kids at this moment. And they have to know that however they treat them, whether or not they treat them like they're a second-class citizen, they're going to have to live with that. And it's for generations and generations that they will go on and tell that story. And so you can't gamble with bringing people around who are not committed to your children because they are too fragile. And we're speaking about generational impartations that will happen as a result of what you get right or what you get wrong as you raise children. And see, that she could have never said it that. Ever. I know, I'm just good. I'm good. Oh, that was a lot. He spoke through me. Oh, yes. Never said it like that. Yes, and that was out even a couple glass of wine. We ain't even got no wine. Yeah. I know. So tell us what you're doing nowadays. You like to fish, huh? I love fishing. I find being outside very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. I am trying to get maybe my fifth or sixth certification in horticultural therapies mm -hmm. um, to teach people how to fight out seasonal depression, depression, anxiety, yeah. uh, dementia, with nature. Dementia. 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 It's not dementia, child. It's not dementia. What do you feel like, do you feel like de depression has always been here or is it just something that's sparked up in the last 20 years? Because I feel like so many people are talking about it now more than ever. I think the conversation, especially in the black community, is just now starting. Mm -hmm. Um and the acceptance of, of something other than a physical ailment mm -hmm. is just now getting acceptable, mm -hmm. uh, for lack of better words. But no, mental illness has been around a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Long time. It's and depression is well. Yeah. Is mental illness an excuse 
for bad behavior when you're in a relationship with other people? Absolutely not. And so. individuals should not accept it as okay. an excuse. A lot of uh, manipulators are also very much mentally they ill. They are! They are! They mentally ill! Oh, that's what it is! And they seek out A lot of men! Who, and you call it brokenness. Oh, I call it brokenness, but it's, it's mentally ill. It's something. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> very A diagnosis. Toxic. Some yeah. people call it to uh, toxicity. Some it's just toxic behavior. But if you look through down the line, if you do a little bit of preliminary investigation, mm -hmm. you probably will find that this behavior has been repeated. Yeah. They oh, may right deflect and never take any responsibilities, but if you just listen to them, you'll probably see it. Yeah. But a lot of us don't have that ability when we are young like you guys are. Yeah. I think I find it interesting to know, you know, that you've been married for so long. Um, and I'm sure have had to navigate challenges to young women who are wanting to get married, to young women who are wanting to be wives. Um, what would you tell them? The truth, what would you tell them about marriage? I would, the, the thing that comes to my mind is true submission. Understanding that you don't have it all together and neither do they. And just like whatever you're pointing and saying that he needs to work on, you probably need to work on too. And, and the most important thing that I've learned is sometimes it's okay to be quiet. Especially in a man. Sometimes it's okay. Not to have that conversation at that moment. Not to have, not to talk about it. But to just process it. Sometimes it's okay. You know, as women, we just want to, ah, right now, here now, I'm going to tell you, and I want an answer. Da, da, da. Well, sometimes we're not even emotionally healthy enough at that time of the month to have those kind of conversations without damaging another person without mouth, yeah. without tongue. So yeah. sometimes it's okay to be quiet. So would I, would I be accurate in saying that you think that it is okay to go to bed angry? I would not be angry, but I would be quiet. If you need to go into your private prayer closet or into the, the bathroom or wherever you need to go to release, through meditation, your your release of choice, do that. Yeah. And go to bed at peace. Yeah. But not angry. No, I wouldn't go to bed angry. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean I need to speak to that situation like being in the bed. Because mm -hmm. so much damage is done sometimes without mouth. To men. Yes. Absolutely. Emasculating them, all that. And we do that. That's not right. It is not. Yeah. I tell you that all the time. You have to be quiet. Sometimes be quiet. Why well, they ain't had no man to emasculate y'all? Why well, they um, ain't got no man? Um, I know. Y'all do face your own set of challenges. I know. It's ghetto. <laughs> so cool. I know. I think it's just challenging. 
Yes, child. But mm -hmm. honey, the truth of the matter is, okay, so processing that, going back to me saying, oh, I didn't have standards. I ain't have standards because when I had them way up here, I was by myself. Was it that bad? Yes. If I if I really implemented all of my standards off off a rip, like did not waver, did not bend, I'd be by myself. I'm already by myself. Mm -hmm. You would have never met nobody. But do you have realistic standards? I think so. But maybe Okay, what are your standards then? You ought to be able to rail them off to me. I would like to have somebody who comes from a two parent home. I would like to have somebody who makes high end six figures. I'm talking about over 700. I would like somebody who doesn't have kids. I would like somebody who knows the Lord. I would like somebody who is healed. I would like somebody who is consistent. I would like somebody who is kind. I would like somebody who doesn't have any childhood trauma that they're navigating through. See, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look at your face. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need well, of prayer. My question to you would be, do you offer those? Yes. I think I think that my brother's girlfriend's really lucked up. Where where's my where's my Joseph or Joshua? Somebody who came from a nice family. questions and then we give them an honest answer but I actually had people somebody from Instagram reach out to me and said if I get an opportunity to talk to you and bring you on the show they wanted to ask you what would you tell your younger self to get you to the point where you are today with all of your successes you know the remember when we met that second years ago when we were in LA and our friend Shawana Shawana was actually on the last episode this posted mm -hmm. yeah and um they told you. Yeah, your, you, the, the psychic came over to mommy and said that uh, there was a woman. No, he was a psychic. It was a man. He was a medium. He was a medium. And he said to mommy that. We were having lunch at a nice restaurant. And he said to mommy that there was a, he saw a woman spirit with the name starts with the E said she was really excited and proud of her for her relationship because that's something, something she had always wanted and my grandmother mommy's mom actually name was Eloise and so you know at that time we kind of talked that as a sign that well if I had to say what I would tell my younger self if there was any way possible that I could get this message to my younger self that would be you're enough you are enough. 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 Alone, by yourself, single. You are enough. Be where you are. That season does not last always. Mm -hmm. Take one step at a time. 
With him, without him, with her, without her, you're going to be okay. But love thyself and know that you're alone. Yeah. And wait on him. Wait on him. Some of us been waiting a long time. But even in those waiting seasons, we got to know that we are enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important in your waiting season not to do anything that you're going to slap yourself in the face about once you get to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's one of the things that are so important. And I wonder why people always say you are enough because I think sometimes life will try to tell you that you're not. Right. Right. And I would even go further to say is that you're already in the promised land. Live your best life in the present. That's one thing that I would tell myself. You know, I had so many big dreams, and it took it took so many levels of accomplishment to even be where I am today. Right. Until a lot of times, like when y'all were younger, I wasn't doing that well at a lot of things because I was doing too much yeah. for one person to do. Yeah. So we got to learn to live in the presence, enjoy the moments. I remember the times where I could have been more present for you. Mm. But my mind was 10 months ahead of time, getting ready for that audit or, you know, making sure I got that paper in or, you know, when we get there, we'll be happy. Yeah. No, we got to be happy now. now. And I think I would tell you is you did a great job. Mm. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. You know, I'm I'm kind of one of those people who, I know quality time is important, but I'm like me by myself. As long as, long as I get to go shopping, eyes eye. Where is eyes eye right now? Eyes eye. Well, we on the plantation. <laughs> We're not on the plantation. My my viewers are good. They're sweet viewers. Look, y'all, this is satin. So that's Romeo, and this is satin. We used to have four dogs. Took Satin, Romeo, and Juliet, but two of them are gone. They went on to glory. They stayed around a long time. They did. They stayed a long, long time. So we have these for Well, thank you for coming. I never like to leave my viewers without a word and a word of prayer. And so the word that I have for this week is don't go back. Don't go back. Be free. Be free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That means you are completely free. That means you are completely free from everything that you feel like you are bound to. And if you don't feel free, I want you to get up every day and be declare that you are free until you see it manifest in your life. If there's something wrong, I want for you to know that it is changeable because God has already set you free. Okay? Now, I want to say a word of prayer. You want me to pray or you want to pray? You go ahead. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you, God, for mothers, for those who are mothering, for those who are expected mothers, for those who have a desire to be a mother. I thank you, oh God, that you would stir up the gift of motherhood on the inside of them. I thank you, oh God, that you would help them to navigate like never before. I call your name upon this place, Father God, and I pray that you would participate in healing each and every one of us. Heal our hearts and let them be whole. I come against every 
satanic and demonic force that is not like the God that we serve. And I thank you, oh God, right now, God, that we would experience a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of freedom, and a wealth of understanding, Father God, as a result of this time that we have spent together. Now, God, may money and peace and joy come to us from the north, south, east, and the west. May nothing but good things chase us down and overwhelm us and overtake us like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, if you like this episode, make sure y'all share it with a friend. Yes, do that. And make sure you subscribe. For sure. But keep it cute or put it on mute. Y'all hear the train tracks? I'm going to do a little B-roll so y'all can see that uh, the house, okay? And watch Melanie go fishing. Bye! Bye. the church at 1. Yeah, we'll have to get up early. Yes, yes for Hallelujah. Hallelujah Night. Yeah, for okay, you doing that for her? I know you're not. Come it's on. The country girl. It's the country girl that you are. Open the door. Oh, 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 country girl that loves Jesus. Oh, aya, yeah, 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 Amen. And how much and how much we should love ourselves. Yes, that's right. And, love and show other love too. Yes. Uh-oh, I don't know if we heard that part, Melanie. Yeah. I was getting B-roll. I told the people we showed them a little B-roll. Okay, as long as you don't show them too much. I got secrets I have to keep. You got secrets you got to keep. Uh-uh. Okay. Everybody don't need to know everything. Y'all are young folks. Y'all put too much on social media. Y'all have too much of y'all information and identity out there. I like to be private. That's true. So I'm going to do this little thing for you, your Auntie Vivian. I already called and asked, when are you going to be on? I said, you need to text your niece. Because I am doing my own thing today. I'm going to the good church house. Hallelujah. To Yeah. The time I'm not working. The time you're not working. Seeing clients, I'm going to volunteer to serve them. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, now, come on. We're going down to the line. Going down to the line. Going down to the line. Going down to the lake. Oh, we're going to the lake. We going. We going to the lake. We going to the lake. Okay, so, all right. So we ain't got to say anything, right? If you want to say stuff, you want people to hear you. Good morning. Hey, y'all, got my hair done. We're going on down to the lake so Melanie can put her line in. She done told me, she done told us, we can't call her Melanie. We got to put an MRS on her Melanie because she worked hard for her MRS, y'all. She worked hard. She worked hard. I first moved to LA and I was working for that uh that playmate yeah and she got all mad remember them people were trying to sue her mm -hmm. and she said they're trying to sue me for this money they're trying to sue me I get this money from her, her she was dating she was married well she wasn't married but she was dating an older man and she's like they're not on their knees sucking cock every night oh no I said <laughs> I didn't know what to say I said Donna I bet that it I did. Remember that. 
I wonder how she doing. I wonder how she's they, they, doing good. Uh-huh, they actually doing good. Oh, yeah, today I'm coming out here just to relax. See how peaceful it is? Beautiful out here. I think we'll have to do a, a segment where we just fish. Oh, absolutely. Where everybody can see you fish out here on the land. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that'll be a segment where we catching things. Oh yeah, you gotta catch something, huh? Yeah, but right. you need to make sure we have animal lovers. You need to make sure you put the fish back into the lake. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put them back. Okay. Until I want to fry them up crisp. Fry them up crisp. Fry them up crisp. Girl. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no so you gonna on. put the fish back until you want to fry them up crisp? Yeah. Sometimes I'm tired. I need to come out and get some fresh food. Fresh, fresh fish. There's no pressure. You cook them, you gut them, and you fry them up crisp. You're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put a little hot sauce on them. We'll see who's ridiculous. <laughs> we know who likes fried food, too. <laughs> supporting us we'll do another segment with melanie out here fishing and maybe we'll be able to get joseph henry out here too and yeah i have some more guests to come but thanks so much for tuning in thanks for supporting us remember to comment like and subscribe we appreciate you and i know that something great is going to happen to you this week to let you know that god sees you that he loves you and that he is a rewarder of those who watch the nina show <laughs> got you go ahead and walk <laughs> Y'all, <Yeah>, Melanie. <laughs> you can't see me, right? I can see you, crazy yo. <laughs> Where you think you going? I'm totally in front of Okay, so I'm done. Okay.